When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning, Black Twitter. It's Jeannie here. Today, I tweet for people who are still tired from watching the MTV VMAs two nights ago. What were we doing? And MTV, really? What were you doing? 9 p.m. Eastern Time? Selfish. Just real selfish. Now, before you get to calling me washed and talking about, oh, the show is for kids, my imaginary kids have summer jobs and summer camp and are getting ready to go back to school in, like, less than two weeks. So they don't have time to be up watching somebody's 9 p.m. VMAs either. I'm also really tired because I had to get up and prepare because they're actually coming to redo my bathroom and paint my bedroom, which means that tomorrow's episode might be podcast only. Not 100% sure. I'll definitely keep you posted. And you know, if it is, I'll do something a little special for the podcast. You know, I'm more of a visual person and I give you facial expressions and all that good stuff. But in the event that we're podcast only tomorrow, I'll do a little something special just for y'all. Another reason I'm really tired is because I live in East Harlem and I think I live in the noisiest part of East Harlem known to man. I think I have like the trifecta of noise because I'm by one of the main arteries for getting through Manhattan and there's a train nearby and East Harlem seems to be the mecca for arguing couples. If Virginia is for lovers, then East Harlem is for fighters because there's not a day that goes by that I don't hear some couple arguing about breaking up. And I'm like, is it the same couple? Like, do they just argue and break up and get back together? Because how? How are there so many arguing couples in East Harlem? And some of them are the argue across the block type of couples. As in like one person is at one end of the block and the other person is at the other end of the block and everybody can hear their whole argument. Like you know who cheated on who and who stole who's what and whatever. And it's just like, I didn't need to know any of this at like 3 a.m. But then some of the couples are actually kind of low key with it. Like I was walking behind this one couple, but first of all, I didn't even realize they were a couple. And I thought they were just having a regular conversation until I got up close and it was like, I hate you. I hate you. I don't ever want to see you again. Well, don't call me and I don't want get your stuff back in. And it was like, y'all realize y'all are walking the same way, right? Like you, you're just together looking like you're walking down the street together and you're breaking up. It's just one of the weirdest neighborhoods I've ever lived in. I'm not used to this at all. I'm from the Bronx. We just stab you and take your money and keep it moving. So anyway, shout out to all the couples breaking up in East Harlem or the one couple that breaks up and gets back together and keeps breaking up loudly at 3 a.m. So anywho, I don't know about you, but I feel like lately on my timeline, there's an uptick in appropriation claims, like cultural appropriation. I feel like I've seen more conversations about cultural appropriation in the past three weeks 
than I've seen since we learned what cultural appropriation even was. It almost feels like people just have to make claims of cultural appropriation when they want to talk about something that they don't like. Like, I don't like what you're doing, so I'm going to claim it's appropriating something. And I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Then again, there are conversations going on like the one around Young Thug, which I don't think is so much as disingenuous as just claiming it's appropriation just for the sake of doing it, but I think maybe there's some misunderstanding. First of all, I don't think there's really a general consensus on what cultural appropriation means. And obviously not in any academic sense. I'm pretty sure somebody who does this work and writes about it can probably really sit down and tell you what cultural appropriation is in their studies. But the average person or somebody just on Tumblr, Tumblr in a way, whatever you do on Tumblr, I don't think there's a really good understanding or a agreed upon definition of what cultural appropriation even is. So let's start there, right? Let's say we all agree for the rest of this episode that cultural appropriation is when the dominant community takes something that is created by the marginalized community and profits off of it while subjugating the marginalized community for that same behavior. So for example, let's say hairstyles. If you're a black woman, you might not be able to get a job because you wear a certain hairstyle. While a white woman can not only get a job, she can walk around that job without being harassed, without being called into HR or whatever, with the same hairstyle. She's literally making money doing the same thing, not necessarily because she's doing it, but she's making money and being allowed to do the same thing that a black woman was not allowed to do. And that's that black woman's culture. It's part of that black woman's heritage, okay? So that's just an example, just so we can kind of get this definition sort of ironed out. Now, I think a key difference when we're talking about appropriation than say when we're talking about racism or when we're talking about sexism or homophobia or whatever, is those things have to do with impact so you know something is racist because it disproportionately negatively affects people of a certain race. Anti-black racism disproportionately negatively affects black people. So while somebody can say like, oh, I didn't mean for it to be racist, I didn't feel like it was racist. It's not about their feelings. It's not about their intentions. It's about the effect that it has on the community that is targeted by it. So while with like racism and homophobia and sexism and transphobia, what we're talking about is effect of actions and behaviors, right? But with appropriation, we're more talking about like ownership. Who gets to own something and who gets to profit off of that ownership? It starts to get sticky when you start talking about ownership of things because the way cultures work, it's not so cut and dry, right? It's not so black and white. Cultures are messy. We're influenced by each other. We're watching and learning from each other. We're taking things from each other. Some people are taking things more than others and not really giving back. So defining cultural appropriation and pinpointing cultural appropriation sometimes is really easy, but sometimes it's not so easy. And in the case of Young Thug, where you have somebody who I don't know enough about him to say whether or not he's genderqueer or whether he's what he is on anybody's spectrum, but he's obviously comfortable expressing himself wearing dresses. The problem does also arise when this person is known for homophobic lyrics or being in a position where actual genderqueer people 
wouldn't have access to. There's actually a pretty good comment on the website from Karate Kid that made the point that Young Thug managed to do what a lot of flamboyantly gay and trans people get attacked for doing. And that's one of the problems when we're talking about cultural appropriation that kind of comes up where it gets muddy. But while I think we can definitely call out the fact that Young Thug has some contradictions and might be a hypocrite, we also have to look at the very long history of straight heterosexual men who aren't genderqueer wearing dresses. It's an important conversation to have. It's definitely not an easy conversation to have, but I think when we have these kinds of conversations, we gotta make sure that we always apply context and have some perspective in it because we're usually talking about things that have long histories behind them that are informing our perspective and how we even consumed what it is that we saw or heard or read. What are your thoughts on appropriation? Hit me up in the comments, at me on Twitter, at GMBT Show. You know, I'm always here for uh, the tweets. By the way, whether you're watching or listening, subscribe and rate it, I'd appreciate it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.